Hi, behind the scenes podcast audience. Welcome to the behind the scenes podcast. My name is Mackenzie Smolin. We're taking the mask off ministry and we've got Pastor Spencer back here with a great, great topic to speak about. Yes. I don't know if he'll make it through, though. He's sleepy. I'm sleepy today. I've never seen Pastor Spencer sleepy, actually. It's really weird. I stayed up early late last night. Yeah. Stayed up late, woke up early. You did that a lot. What's that? You did that a lot, like the last two years. Yes. But today is just different. Just totally hitting, hitting different. you different for some reason. <laughs> so weird. I'm out of the habit. So weird. <laughs> um, anyway, we're we're talking about... The power of words. The power of words. Words hold more power than I think most people recognize. Absolutely. Um, and more power than even the average Christian would recognize today. Um, and it's it's funny that people haven't made the connection in their brain is that what they speak about is usually what they'll harvest. Can you grab my Bible? I thought I grabbed it. Sorry. Um, and there's this new thing going on where I don't know if you've seen it, but people are really into manifestation, quote unquote. What's that? Um, so basically it's a biblical principle, but they just don't know it's a biblical principle. Okay. They'll write something down that they want. Oh, they'll okay. stick it on their wall. Faith wall. They'll speak it and then it'll happen. And then yeah. they're like, wow, I manifested my husband. I, I manifested. manifested. Yeah. Just like the Lord has done the this. The devil manifested too. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like it's like a Wiccan principle. It's like witches oh. do it, but now it's getting more into like mainstream life, and people are manifesting these things in their life, and then thinking that it's not biblical. Yeah, it's all biblical, right? Yeah. In fact, when you start looking at the power of words, you have to uh, address even creation, mm -hmm. because everything at creation was spoken, and God said. Let me see, verse uh, verse three. God said, uh, verse. Six, God said. Verse nine, God said. Verse 11, God said. Verse 14, God said. Verse 20, God said. I mean, we can go through all of the list of the, of the first chapter of Genesis, yes. and we see that God, according to the book of Romans chapter four, God called those things into existence uh, as though they, God called those things which were not as though they already are. Right. So words are powerful because as humans, we're the only ones, the only creature on the entire planet because we were created in God's image and in God's likeness, Genesis 1.26, that we have the same power of words that he had. Yes. So words, literally life and death are in the power of the words. Yeah. And what you speak is where you aim. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the whole principle, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. speaks. But remember, you think first. You mm -hmm. think before you speak, even though right. it you don't identify that. That is what actually happens. Right. So that's why the Bible says, take into captivity every thought and imagination that would raise itself up against God. Yeah. The very first attack on humanity from the, from the diabolical world was about the words of God. Mm -hmm. uh, that's found in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, let me turn there real quickly. What do you got to say besides while I'm turning? Um, I've got to say that I agree so far. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> One. Now, the serpent was more crafty than all the other uh, beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said, he what? Said. He said to the woman, did God actually say, oh, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said, said. to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, mm -hmm. you shall not eat of the tree uh, of 
that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. God didn't say that. Right. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die for God knows that when you eat, a, uh, eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so when the woman saw, you, she saw, mm-hmm. that the tree was of good and that it was a great delight to her eyes, that the tree was to be desired uh, to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband uh, and, and, and he ate it and the eyes were opened. So we saw that the very first attack of the diabolical was against the words of God. Yes. So if the words of God were powerful enough to call those things that were not as though they already are, he called the universe, let there be light and there was light, Mm -hmm. the creation of of animals, the creation of uh, water and so on and so forth, that the enemy knew how powerful the words were. Yes. So his first attack was on and against words from God. Mm Mm-hmm. So as a believer, that is our great responsibility is to guard our words. Yes. In fact, the Bible says that at the Bema seat of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15, when the Christians are judged, we're actually judged not just for our works, but we're judged for our, our words. words. Mm-hmm. Why? Because words, you're either in agreement with God or in disagreement with God. Mm-hmm. You're either aligning with the word of God or aligning with the diabolical principles. Yeah. So words hold massive amounts of power. What I find interesting about that Genesis 3 passage was God said the exact same thing that the enemy said. Yes. So, and that kind of blew my mind because it was like, it's proof that you can take words, you can take the truth and twist it just a little bit. Oh, yes. Um, but when he said... What, what exactly did the enemy say? He said, oh, you'll be like God knowing good and evil. Correct. And God looked at Adam and Eve later and said, they'll be like me knowing good and evil. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Uh, the devil doesn't put that big of a twist on things. Right. Because he knows if he puts that much of a twist, then you won't buy it. It's obvious, right? Yeah, you're not going to eat the apple. Yeah. Or eat the fruit. What's really interesting, you're just talking about the, um, the temptation of Christ. You were just talking about... Uh, uh, how the enemy twists the word. Mm-hmm. So in Luke chapter four, Matthew chapter four, they're parallel. Um, when the devil took Jesus up and tempted him with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, when Christ went into the desert, the devil used the word too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's very important. The, the devil verse, uh, Luke chapter four, verse, um, let's just start with verse one. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted of the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said, the devil said, the, the devil said to him, yes. the devil what? Said. Said. Um, he, see, the devil even knows the power of the spoken word. Mm-hmm. The devil said, if thou art the son of man, which is again doing what? Bringing the question, because he's quoting a verse. Yep. If you are the son of God, Command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and said, it is written. So Christ combated the words the devil used, twisted Mm -hmm. with the wholeness of the scripture. Right. So it is written. It is said. Jesus is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Yes. So the power of words literally fashion uh, the world that you and I live in. Yes. Because God fashioned the world with words. Yeah. 
Um, and so as the devil knows, knows that, if he can get the believer, um, pastors, really, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be blown away how many pastors speak more death than they speak life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they go into a hard time and a hard situation. And instead of calling those things which are not as though they already are, instead of walking by faith and not by sight, instead of making the declaration of the word of the Lord over the word of your circumstances, your situation, bring into the captivity every thought and imagination that raises itself up against God, they actually start declaring the problem. Yeah. And they start, well, once you declare it, you live in it. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's interesting how people can recognize the power of their of other people's words in their lives when they're recounting like a trauma or yes. making an excuses for the way that they are. Like, oh, my third grade teacher told me I was going to be um, nobody, and now look at me, I'm nobody. Or like, my my dad was always right, I'm I'm nothing. Or, you know, stuff like that. We can recognize the power of our words when it becomes personal to us. But mm -hmm. we're so flippant when we're just letting things out of our mouth in daily life. Um, and, and people don't want to put a harness on their mouth because they don't want to put a harness on their feeling. They don't want to control what they think. They just want to believe that they can say, um, and have any belief that they want and that life will somehow turn out how they, they think it should. Um, yeah. sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Right. And even this morning I was convicted. Mm. So I was thinking about an individual that I was talking about, not, I mean, not being I wasn't trying to be mean, but I was just speaking some things. Right. And the Holy Spirit said, that wasn't kind. Hmm. Why did you need to say that? That right. wasn't, that wasn't kind mm -hmm. because words affect people. Yeah. Words fashion people. Right. Um, that's why with our children, we spoke to our children life all the time. I love mm -hmm. you. I love you. I love you. You will be a leader. Or I'll beat it into you. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful words. <laughs> You know, and, and so we, we, we created our children. Yeah. And you can create yourself too, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what do you see? What do you want? What do you believe? Mm -hmm. What do you declare? What do you speak? Because if you speak, and one time I tried this, it was a lot of fun in Bible college. We took this kid, we, it was four of us. We decided, let's, let's see what we can do. We, he, we, he became the project for the morning. You're sick. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> and so we all went up to him at different times during the morning and just told him how horrible he looked, <gasps> how sick he looked, and that he probably should go back to the room because he looks so sick. By noon, he was sick. With what? I, he just like felt so ill. He felt so ill. He didn't that even go to crazy. lunch. crazy. He just went to his bed and went to bed. Wow. It was a lot of fun. I have a friend of mine. He said, watch this. I'm going to rile this guy up. It was at a baseball game. And this guy was like, really being passive at the base at the baseball game mm -hmm. uh and wasn't jumping up wasn't cheering or anything like that so w they were like i don't know five five seats up and so all of a sudden something happened he ran down slapped the guy's shoulder yeah yeah man aren't you excited yeah ran back up <laughs> waited for the next play ran down slapped him yeah yeah aren't you and uh by the end of that game that guy was jumping all over the place that is awesome yeah, words um, words are everything to our life. Um, and the thing that you want in life, the results that you want in life, they all start with your words and yes. how you decide to speak about yourself. Um, and we know that the word says that whatever is in your heart, the mouth speaks. Right. Um, so the things that are going to come out of your mouth are the things that are in your heart to begin with. Right, and that's why, you know, even in the morning, you get out of bed, what are the first words out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. I try to make them tongues. 
baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking of the tongues. Amen. If not that, I'm good morning, Jesus. How are you? Mm -hmm. um, if not that, I just make sure that the words are life and not death. Because can you imagine everything's in your firsts? Right. You know, uh, it's called the law of first mention. Mm -hmm. So if you get up in the morning and the law of first mention is, man, I feel horrible today. Wow, today looks, today's ugly out. Wow, today, yeah. wow, wow, man, I hate my life. Wow, I had to wake up. Wow. You know, immediately you've created your day. Right. Now you can shift it. But if you weren't, I almost said the word intelligent enough. Uh, if you weren't um, intelligent enough to, to arrest your thoughts and your words that are first coming out of your mouth, mm -hmm. then most likely you're not going to be intelligent enough to arrest them during the day. It's true. You just kind of let the snowball take its course. Correct. And then at the end of the day, you're going to say, well, I, t I knew it was going to be a bad exactly. day. I, I just know these things. And it's like, exactly. no, you manifested exactly. it. So today I've been walking around de declaring I'm tired. Yep. And you are. And I am. And you are. But now you're not. Look at God. No, you're not going to receive that one? Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out, Pastor. <laughs> well, you know the verse to, to use out. for that one is Romans chapter 8. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body by that same spirit. So, Amen. I mean, I have the right because if I want to, we have the right mm -hmm. because we're free will agents. Yeah. The right to declare what we want mm -hmm. so i have the right to declare that i'm tired today you do but is that i mean i have a very long day today do you Thursday's oh yeah long for, oh yeah, it is. yeah thursday is my very long phase. day yeah. so so like today my day consisted of first appointment was at 8 a.m uh and then that went to 11 i came here or was mm -hmm. that was 10 30 ish you guys got here 11 right i was here just a few minutes before they got here. i got here and I laid down on the couch and said how tired i was and then um, you came in and mm -hmm. now we're doing uh, the podcast. After the podcast, I have counseling. After the counseling, I have two Bible college classes. After the Bible college class, I need to take some things up to the house I'm moving into on Monday. After that, I have a uh, 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 prayer with a man and his family at five. I have counseling at six. Rock Solid Faith at 7, premarital counseling at 8.15. And I'll probably get home at 10 p.m. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, I can either stay tired, which I really can't afford to do today. No, you won't have a happy day. You'll no. have a tired day. Oh, happy day. It's an old song. Oh, happy day. That's a very old song. It's an old song. Way older than I don't, you. Yeah, I don't know it. No. So, words are powerful. Yeah. And really, we just have choices. And um, I don't allow people in my life that won't speak life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the great things now is uh, one of the imbalances of my life is that Rhonda was that uh, twist. If I spoke negative, she'd twist, mm -hmm. uh, twist me back. Uh, if she spoke negative, I'd twist her back. And that's the power of two. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's, you know, that's the challenge uh, now, even with single people, or I guess I'm single, uh, is... Mm -hmm. You have to arrest yourself. So yeah. you need a greater, closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I have a question. I've heard a lot of people um, struggle with this in particular. Um, if there's a situation that you want to change in your life, um, let's just say it's like a sickness and disease, you know, money issues, um, relationship issues, whatever it is. Um, what's the difference between declaring the word of God 
and darn it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this into words. I know exactly what I want to say. No, I don't. That's why I'm having trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. So people will come up to me and they have like a bad diagnosis and they'll, and I'll say, how are you feeling? And they'll be like, great. But I can obviously see they they like look like the worst they've ever looked and they're like limping or whatever. Um, what's the difference between, um, not speaking death, but like also not lying about the situation. You know what I mean? Well, God didn't tell us to lie. Lying is a sin. Right. So um, you can't deny true facts. Facts are real. Mm-hmm. It's not running down your face. That's a fact. Right. Diagnosed with a disease. That's a fact. But facts have to submit themselves to a truth. Right. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Either right. the word is truth or the word is a lie. Right. So if the truth says by his stripes you were healed, then it is not a lie to declare the truth. But at the same time, if somebody comes and says, are you sick? Um, I, I thank the Lord that I am healed. Mm. So it's not agreeing with their declaration of sickness. Right. But at the same time, um, it's declaring the truth without denying. Yeah. Um, also what I found, did you hear, I've been saying, um, a lot, yeah. um, um <laughs> yeah. the other thing too, that is very powerful is if I feel crappy in the morning, I don't say that out loud. Hmm. The devil only knows what you tell him. Right. So I never give the enemy, um, tools. Um, I never give the <laughs> enemy tools in my life. Right. So I will make sure that if there's a sensation that I'm feeling and anxiety that is coming on me, mm-hmm. a sickness that I feel, um, um, pain that I feel, I make sure that I do not vocalize it because he only knows what you tell him. And if you give him the in, he'll take the in. The Bible says, do not give the devil a foothold. Yeah. He'll take the in. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of being wise with your mouth because we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Right. And then that verse, I take into captivity every thought and imagination that will raise us up against God. The reason for that is the thoughts and the imaginations will end up coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. What is in your head is not established until it comes out of your mouth. Right. Let the, uh, uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let all things be established. Mm-hmm. So that is the establishment establishment of your belief system. Yeah. So just because a bird flies around your head doesn't mean you have to let the bird nest in your hair. Right. So James chapter one, just the, the thought is not the sin. The temptation is not the sin. It's the meditation of the temptation that brings forth the, uh, the birthing of the sin mm-hmm. and then the production of the sin. Right. So it's all a matter of the mind, you know, the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. The Bible says that uh, we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temper against such. There is no law. So it's not that we can't think correctly. Uh, as you know, the verse, I've said it so many times, Galatians yeah. 2.20. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me in the life that I live in the flesh, I live according to the faith of the Son of God. That we learn how to arrest our thoughts so that we can apprehend words that would try to escape that bring an establishment of now the direction of our lives. Mm -hmm. That was so much word you just gave. That was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, I think that's why Jesus always focuses on the intent of the heart too. He moves, when he came, it moved from the letter of the law and action to actually right. like the motivation of the heart. And um, what are you actually doing? Is is the word of God really in your heart? Is it really dwelling in your mind? And it's, it's not because he wants to control how we feel or anything like that. It's because when those things get in our heart and in our mind, um, we start creating the world around us Correct. and the world for other people around us. And Jesus wants the world to look more like him and more like heaven. Exactly. Um, and that's that's really the key. Somebody said to me, how are you getting through the grieving process like you are? It's because I guard my mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, when I start to feel sad, I start to praise. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't praise with my mouth closed. I praise with my mouth open. Right. So I'll start to give thanks. Lord, thank you for the ability to spend 32 years with this great woman. Mm -hmm. Thank you that uh, she was not only my wife, but she was also my lover. Thank you, Jesus, that she was the mother of my children and that she was a phenomenal mother. Thank you, Jesus, she was a great mammy. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus, she was a great ministry partner. And I just start thanking him. And by thanking him, I'm positioning my spirit mm -hmm. to not be sad to take off the spirit of heaviness yeah. and to put on a garment of praise. Yeah. So the words of your mouth are so powerful because they literally arrest emotion, posture your brain, posture your heart, put you in a position of receptivity, place you in a position to where you are actually going to show Christ. Mm -hmm. Somebody said to me the other day, you are such an example. Well, it's not that I'm a great example. It's just that I'm doing the word. Right. So we can all be the example then. Yeah. And some people would call that like, oh, you must be in denial. You're just trying to tell yourself, but you're consciously using the power of your words to turn around your emotions so that they don't rule your life. Exactly. And that's it's the most powerful way to make sure your emotions don't rule your life and you just don't take life um, as it comes to you. That's the power of the word. We don't have to always take life as it comes to us. Some things we can't control, um, but the word of God helps us manipulate the outcome to exactly. make it look more like the word. Come on now, that's, that's solid. Yeah. The problem is it takes work. Mm -hmm. This is the challenge of humanity. Yes. Humanity is lazy. Mm -hmm. Lazy with our words, how crazy is well, that? Well, come on now. No, it's like, it's the easiest thing in the world is like talking. It's true. But it takes effort to arrest your thoughts and what's in your heart. Exactly. And if you don't do that, then you are literally writing on a pamphlet mm -hmm. and you will see what you say. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that when people want to get into shape, it's much more of a mind game than it is, it is like game. an actual physical strength thing. And you can tell how people talk to themselves by if they can even get through a workout or not. Mm -hmm. If they're sitting there and they're like really struggling, you can tell they're speaking to themselves. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm getting really tired. Maybe my body just isn't meant for this. Um, and they start talking themselves out of success. But the people who are 100% convinced in their mind and in their heart first Correct. that they'll have the results that they want, they're the ones that make it. And it's not very many people, unfortunately. It's not. And that, that really is, and you know, as believers, as Christians, mm -hmm. as pastors, because I'm telling you, I've, I know a lot of pastors. Yeah. I traveled and was in hundreds and hundreds of churches mm -hmm. that most of the pastors cause their own demise. Yeah. They can blame the devil. They can blame their region. They can blame the board, board members. They can blame... Uh, Aunt Francis, mm -hmm. they can blame the, uh, the church mother, they can blame everybody they want, 
but instead of taking control of the scenario, they're allowing the scenario to control them mm -hmm. because they agree with the scenario instead of agreeing what yeah. the scenario is supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, that's powerful. The power of agreement is huge. It is. You had a statistic a while ago. I It like kind of blew my mind. This was a long time ago, maybe like 10 years ago. And you said for every positive for every negative word it takes how many positive words to reverse Ooh, the boy, effects I don't of it remember the number there was a it was it, a really long time ago long, yeah, but it like ago. it hit me i think it's in the thousands yeah i think so too i want to say it's in the thousands like if you call somebody ugly it's good that the power of that word is going to hit them much harder and how many times is it going to hear for somebody to say oh you look really nice today for them to actually believe it exactly um it, the the imbalance of that is absolutely insane and it's probably just because people tend to focus more on the negative than the positive anyway it's well the negative why. words literally shift you negative yeah you know when you study carolyn leaf and the power of negative words you know we've already covered that before mm -hmm. but you know the power of negative words it literally remaps your brain mm -hmm. so a person that is in full negativity what ends up happening is they are actually creating their brain physiologically yeah. to be that of death. Mm -hmm. You can talk somebody into death. Yeah. You can talk somebody into depression. You can. There was, there was a teenage girl that I think was just tried as an adult because she convinced a, her boyfriend to kill himself just over do you remember that i think it was like a couple years ago he turned the um he turned the car on in his garage and she just would not stop over and over and over again you should just do it you should just kill yourself just go into the garage you're like your parents are asleep whatever and he was like okay he already had an issue with that problem but um with like suicidal thoughts but she pushed him right over the yeah, edge it works it's crazy and as christians we've i'm sorry no, they just made a show they did like a whole show it? wow dang she's you know, getting paid for that Ah, hey it's, it was in her words yeah that's true <laughs> i will tell you though i mean evil is just as powerful as good mm -hmm. and evil if you speak it people will end up buying it what you speak is what they believe yeah and you know i always wanted to do this i and i, I i'm glad i didn't but i always wanted to teach my children that green was red red was yellow black was white white was pink and Horrible. Then up was uh, up was down and down was up. Uh, what would happen? You're just sick. I know You're it just is. Sick. It's true. But what would happen if you did that? If that, that you spoke those words into those children, confusion for the rest of their life. Absolutely. But you know what? They would believe it. It's true. Because of the power of words. It's true. I was. What you what you speak, you're painting a picture in your brain, in your mm -hmm. heart. So if you're painting a picture of joy, well you have to speak joy. Yeah. If you're painting the picture of death, then you speak death. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to paint the picture. Your words are your paintbrush. It, the, the big time media does it all the time. If they want to paint fear and panic, they do it very, very well yes, on every do. news station, yes. every podcast, whatever they want. If they want you to feel a certain way, they know exactly what to say to make you feel a certain thing. It's, it's tactical. Mm-hmm. The issue, again, comes down to most people do not want to put in the effort of being a tactician with their words. Yeah. They would rather just allow life to happen. Mm -hmm. They live what they do. They live what they live. They fail the way they fail. They succeed the way they succeed, mm -hmm. all because 
of the thoughts and the words that come out of their mouth. Yep. So it's, it's a dependent, it's a choice. I'm very strategic, mm-hmm. except for today. <laughs> Just you have grace today. Yeah. It was grace. Confession. Amen. 99% of the time, and my staff, as you are, mm-hmm. um, can, concur, can concur. I'm very strategic in every part of my life. Mm-hmm. I speak what I want to speak to get a result that I want to get a result of. Yes. And that makes people nervous, but it makes people nervous simply because they want to know what you're doing to them. Well, do you know what that confession just said? They know that my words can get them to do something. Yeah. I actually have to consciously forget when I'm around you. I have to ignore it. Because I get so I get so paranoid around you and like a couple other people. I'm like, I know he said this. And it wasn't an accident. And now I'm thinking about it too much. But I just ignore it anyway. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy my life while I'm around him. And if he wants, whatever. I can't. But it is learned. And yeah. it is trained. And yeah. it is practiced. And it is intentional. Yeah. Pastor Cody and Pastor Chad are very good at it. Yes, they are. They are because some people uh, are taught it. Some people caught it. Mm-hmm. So they were around me for all of their lives. And they caught it. They mm-hmm. didn't have to be taught it. They caught it. Yep. They taught, they caught the tactical, um, the tactical precision of words mm-hmm. and how they work mm-hmm. and how you move people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more fun <laughs> than moving people with your words. You think so? Oh, it is. It is fun. Is it fun? It is manipulation. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, but you have to because you don't like the word manipulation is what you don't like. Do you want that in the videos? I don't care. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just the 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 gun. Okay. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Praise God. Um, where were we? I don't remember. Tactical. You were saying how good Pastor Cody and Chad were, and that it's very intentional. Some people catch it. Some people are taught it. Some people are taught it. Some people have caught it. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we'll listen back. We'll be like, oh, that was a really good yeah, point. Dang that was it. a really good point. I missed. It was my fault was, yeah it was, was your fault I was just, just wanted to say that i out was loud. distracted i was distracted it was uncomfortable mm-hmm. oh the word manipulation oh okay yes the word manipulation has been has gotten a bad is is it's not fair what they've done to that word no they've manipulated no. it yeah they've manipulated it to be malevolent mm-hmm. where we use you know people don't like the word manipulation but we call it positive peer pressure Right. It's the same word. Yeah. And manipulation is either benevolent or malevolent. Right. And so if you use your words to benevolently move somebody to their successful position, then is that evil? No, it's not evil at all. Mm -hmm. What the difference is, is the motivation of the heart from the person behind it. What, what kind of like wigs me out about it is if I feel like if people really trusted that I was 100% submissive, you'd be able to just be 100% with me and tell me straight up and you'd trust that I would obey it or you'd trust that I'd follow it. It's not even that because that would be a basis of trust. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue. The issue is that there are times you need to move people without them knowing they're being moved so that they don't take offense and get hurt. Right. And if it's benevolent, then it's for their good. Right. 
where if you just told somebody straight up and they have issues of rejection from their past, they cannot deduce or um, they cannot filter that. Therefore, they live a life of rejection and that would be a level of rejection to them and they would be wounded in their hearts. But sometimes that's their issue. Doesn't matter if it's Especially their issue. Especially as an adult. But if you love them, the goal is to get that out of them and sometimes the only way to get that out of them is to move them in a, in a situation that will bring them benefit, not wound. Hmm. I don't know. I still don't like it, but I trust you. So, Well, I'm very blunt with you. You are. Because that's how you like to be talked to. Yes. Learning how to talk to people is words. It is. It is words. And learning how to talk to people is important because there are some people like yourself who is black and white. Mm -hmm. You want it the way it is. You have the motivational gift of prophecy. And tell me the ways. There is no gray matter. Tell right. me the way it is. I can talk to you that way. Mm -hmm. But if I talk to a person of mercy that way, I've killed them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I don't feel anything either. Like words are still powerful to people with the gift of prophecy too. I'll go home and I'll be upset about it and I'll be like, why? Why this? Why do you think that? But at the end of the day, I know that I'm getting the truth. Yeah. And that, that makes me feel a lot more better. It makes me feel secure. Sometimes I like truth with, uh, with frosting on it. Sometimes, yeah. Certain, certain yeah. things. I mean, there, there are times that truth doesn't have to, words do not have to be so cutting. Mm -hmm. So there are words you can use that will put the frosting on the cake rather than cut the top of the cake off. Yeah. Jesus was very, very strategic with his words. Extremely. Well, he, he was the word. Yeah. But he knew... It's funny when people even tried to trap him, like the Pharisees tried to trap him. He knew exactly what to say to answer the question and then not answer it and then shut them up. Exactly. He was very, very strategic with his words. And you have to be, mm -hmm. especially in ministry. Yeah. But just in regular life. Yep. So, you know, what are you believing for? What are you asking God for? Mm -hmm. Who's around you? Who's speaking into you? Mm -hmm. I don't let people just speak into my life. Right. They're not going to be builders. You know, if they're not going to be an individual that is filled with kindness uh, and benevolence, mm -hmm. then I don't want them near me. Yeah. And I have the right to determine who's going to speak at me. Mm -hmm. Now, you might speak at me. doesn't mean you've spoken to me. Right. And if you've spoken at me, I guarantee you've missed me because mm -hmm. I never gave you a microphone. So therefore, you're mute to me. Right. So we must be intentional, not just in what we speak, but mm -hmm. into those who are speaking to us. Right. That's why some people listen to preachers that are, they're just full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like their doctrine is bad. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to believe that doctrine. Yeah. You're going to believe that doctrine because that's what they're speaking to. Mm -hmm. And you've got to make a decision that I don't let just everybody speak into my life. Right. I don't let just everybody have voice in my life. Yeah. I refuse to give people microphones. I refuse to allow someone to vomit on me. Yeah. I have this story. It's an old story. My cousin, uh, we, we, in the old, in the old, uh, it's, it was 9 Wasser Street in Gardner, Massachusetts, the church we used to go to when I grow, grew up. Oh, okay. And we had a missionary from Africa come in. Back in those days, they didn't have, you know, it was a literal slideshow. And they would bring, seriously, slides. <laughs> And they would bring in, uh, they would bring in like swords and shields from Africa, so you could see, you know, all that kind of stuff. You'd yeah. see it not on slide; you'd see it in person. Okay. So, 
the poor missionary is showing the slideshow and my cousin is sitting behind him and she was at that point a little awkward and um she was sick and all of a sudden you know lights are down because he's showing a slideshow all of a sudden you hear oh gosh and she puked down his neck <gasps> down his back <laughs> the guest Huh? The, the guest? guest? Yeah. Oh my I'm talking, lord! And you know, you know how vomit smells. Yes. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those kind of people where if you vomit around me and I'm around it long enough, I'm going to help you. Oh, praise God! You know, because I believe that you should add and not subtract. Amen. It's God's word. And so, um, she puked all over him, and everybody that's listening just went, "Ugh, gross!" <laughs> that makes it so much worse. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> But what's amazing is that you'll let somebody vomit on you with their words. That's true. And you won't say gross. Yeah. Yeah. And the the same thing pretty much happens except worse. It's spiritual. It oh, yeah. Spirit. It's not just physically nasty. No, I mean, it's you, like spiritually that, that dude could wash. Yeah. But when someone vomits on you with their words. Yeah. That many times they stick. It's true. I have a I have a hard time with the people who have the vomiting personalities they just come up and they just start they just start going at the mouth and i have what do you do with say. them um i think i've been trained to do other things but i don't know if i'm successful at it <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't know man sometimes i'm just like well dang because they don't want any answers anyway they don't want they answers. don't so i'm just like i'm not gonna give you anything you're not gonna take it no and and that's where you have the opportunity to teach them. You teach them, and if they choose not to be taught, then ultimately you have to make a decision whether you want that voice or vomit on you. Yeah. Well, I'm 27, so they don't right. want to be taught by me right. yet. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they do. They do too. <laughs> yeah. They, they do too. Honestly, that's where, you know, for me, I just don't let people speak at me. Yeah. That are not going to be kind mm -hmm. and be godly and mm -hmm. be biblical mm -hmm. if they're not going to speak word to me if they're not going to be kind if they're not going to be wanting answers yeah then i don't have the time for them and some people say that's just mean no it's not it's intelligent yeah i would much rather have um a, a kind and positive sinner around me any day any than day. a miserable christian any day any day yeah That'll so kind people are a key to your life mm -hmm. because they will speak kindness. Yeah. There are a, a lot of people actually who, well, everybody puts a front on social media, you know, but at least the people in the world who don't have Jesus that generally have positive thoughts and positive things to say, they look a lot better sometimes than miserable Christians. Oh my goodness. It's kind of tragic, actually. There are a lot of filters out there, I'm learning. There, <laughs> there are. I've seen filters. There are a lot of filters. Filters really bothered me for, they, they bother me now. It's positive manipulation, Pastor. No, it's not positive because <laughs> it it's is. sheer lie. It, is it is positive positive manipulation is still truth mm. but that is live those filters are <laughs> lies you don't look like that oh god liar so funny liar liar pants on fire you know it's old it is yeah. but before, you know that's where it's you just have to make choices honestly mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to work at changing your your mouth yeah and you have to be willing to change your thoughts yeah most are not 
Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it doesn't takes, come automatic. No, it takes energy mm-hmm. and uh, it takes effort. Yep. People don't want to work that hard in their life. But those are the people that will always remain um, subservient to their society, mm-hmm. subservient to their circumstances, and ultimately subservient to the devil. Mm-hmm. Because as Eve, she had the choice. She had God's words and she had the devil's words. Right. She didn't have her words. Right. Actually, she did have her words when she said uh, that addition into the word. Yeah, he said, he said don't, don't eat it or touch it. And he right. never said not never to touch it. Never said touch, right. Because that's their job. Their job was to be husbandmen over the tree to make sure it produced oh, fruit. Okay. Okay. And so she added. So there are th- the three voices that we know. Mm-hmm. There is God's voice, the devil's voice, and your voice. Mm-hmm. And whatever one you speak, you get the fruit thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, life and death are in the power of the words, and whatever word you speak, you shall eat the fruit thereof. Mm-hmm. So you can't trust yourself. You can't Very trust true. your soul. Very true. You definitely can't trust the devil, mm-hmm. but you can trust God. Right. So make a conscious decision to speak little. Oh, what's that? James Amen. chapter one. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to go to James Be quick, one. quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. There you go. Yeah. I had to memorize that one for when? a while. But I think it's also interesting, too, is that um, there's no, like, in-between category when Proverbs says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. No. It's never like, oh, well, these words don't matter or, you know, these ones aren't important. It only gives you two choices. It's life or, or death. death. That's it, because that's mm-hmm. all there is, really. Yep. That's all there is. Are you done talking? Um, I don't know. That's the verse right there. It's uh, it. verse 19, James chapter 1. Know this. My beloved brethren, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word of God, Mm. So, which is able to save your souls. The word save there is the word sozo, Mm. which is the Greek word for reupholster. So if you've created a couch that has fabric that has holes in it or the dog got up in there and ate the arm off the thing or you know you sit down and you sink all the way down through sozo is the reupholstering Hmm. so what it is the more you receive the engrafted or implanted word of god it saves or reupholstered your soul Mm -hmm. intellect emotions and will Mm -hmm. intellect meaning where you think And so the more you allow the word of God in your life, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, Mm -hmm. you're able to change your words by changing your mind. Amen. And you change your mind by changing uh, it to believe the word of God, not like Eve, Right. above the devil's whisper Mm -hmm. and above your flesh's voice yep and that's why it takes time because you have to get more of the word in you than any other influence and to actually change it and to and demand yourself to shut up yeah slow to speak yeah i've i've learned the slow to speak thing and it (laughs) caused me and jalen some problems um because he is very used to just flying off at the mouth him and his whole family they're like very quick with the words um and me when if I get emotional about something, I'll actually just 
actual word vomit like weird words will come out of my mouth um and it won't have anything to do with what we're arguing about it could be like well yesterday i saw you in the swimming pool and and a clown drove by and they (laughs) wait what and i have to be like wait a minute that's not what i mean (laughs) so i have to be if if i get very um like emotional about something angry sad i have to actually walk away and make sure that i'm not too emotional and Jalen used to think that I was like plotting what I was going to say to try and change his mind about something. He's like, I don't believe you. You took too long to answer. I know you're thinking, you're sitting there thinking about, I'm like, no, I actually have to think about words. So I tried a couple times to just talk immediately when I got, and he quickly saw that I don't know how to talk when I'm emotional. <laughs> so I have to take that verse like very literally. Now I for me, I'm speak. opposite of you. Are you really? I'm tactical. Mm-hmm linguistically skilled Mm -hmm. i love words and i can literally slaughter you dismember you disembowel you with my words (laughs) and it is it is in the flesh side very satisfying Mm -hmm. so i have the ability opposite of you Mm -hmm. to take the power of words and to literally destroy somebody in sentences. And I have to arrest my flesh from doing that. Wow, I wonder what having a brain like that is like. That must It must be satisfying being able to say exactly what you mean and what you want to say. Because all of mine is just emotions and feelings. And I'm just like... Yeah, no, when I do it... Uh, <laughs> I, cannot. I think Pastor Dan was the last one who actually saw that many, Aww. many years ago. And he stood there with his mouth open. Like he was taken aback. That's wild. Because it is a genuine fun skill mm. that is horrifically anti-biblical. Amen. Amen. But if you let your flesh run, right. it will. I can disembowel somebody very quickly and smile doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if Jalen is that quite skilled at it, but he has skill in it. <laughs> I'm just like, how did you even say that and why? (laughs) I'm just sitting over here feeling all my things, (laughs) having no words. It's dramatic. Words are supernatural. They are. Your words release heaven. Mm -hmm. Matthew 17, 17. uh, I'll just read it real quickly. So Matthew 17, 17 is showing us how to release heaven on earth. Um, And that's the power of it is if you understand this, where are you? 17, uh, 17, 17, no, that's not the right verse. Uh, oh, that's 18, so 17, 17, that's not the right verse either. So we should probably not use that verse. No, here we go, verse 18, verse Praise 20. Um, verse 20 of chapter 17 of Matthew He said to him, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved and nothing shall be impossible for you. Mm -hmm. So the power of words position you, I believe it's also in chapter 21. I want to say 21, 21, uh, where it says pretty much, oh, there is, come on now, Spencer. Look at God. Um, When the disciples saw it, verse 20, They marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered and said, truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to the mountain, be taken up, be thrown to the sea, it will happen. 
and whatsoever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Hmm. So all of that is the heaven to earth and the release of the supernatural to the natural is based on the power of your words. So you either activating the supernatural of the diabolical or you're activating the supernatural of heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So if you want heaven to come to earth or God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you've got to call it into existence. Therefore, your words release the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful. Yeah. Because it shows what realm you live in. Yeah. And that's... That's something, that's a principle that God takes extremely seriously, just as seriously as the principle of sowing and reaping. Whatever you're sowing, and you're sowing with your words, that's what you're going to reap. And even if you are a child of God and you're saved and sanctified holy, um, you know, the power of your words, that principle is not going to supersede what God can or cannot do. Um, I think it's in Numbers 14 when the spies went yeah. into the land. Yes. And only two of them came back with a good report. Yeah. What did and they say? To, what did the other 10 say? They said, um, the other people see us as grasshoppers. Nope. Oh, they said, we're going to die. No. Yes, they did. No. Okay, well, what part are you talking about? I'm the, I'm the same one, but you've, you've worded, it, worded it incorrectly. I did? Yes. You worded it correctly then. Okay. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. Yes. And yes. So who saw themselves as grasshoppers? They, we're not the giants in the land. Mm-hmm they saw themselves right. as grasshoppers. Right. Therefore, they abandoned the will of God. Yeah. And died in the wilderness. And then the other two, what did they say? God they're said like bread to it. us. Yeah. Yeah. They said they're like yeah. bread to us. The words. Mm-hmm. The words of your mouth. But all of, all of the children of Israel who like were, were afraid because of that report... They said, we're going to, we're all going to die out here. Yeah. And God on. said, you're going to have exactly what you say. And that whole generation of people died. Yeah. Is and it? that's, you're speaking truth. So Psalms 4, 19, 14, I love this verse. May the, uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you, Lord. Amen. My rock and my redeemer. Amen. So you have to ask, are my words pleasing God? Mm-hmm. Are my thoughts pleasing God? Remember thoughts go before words. Um, that's the trail mm-hmm. thoughts, words are the words of my mouth pleasing. If they're not pleasing, if what I'm sowing is going to bring a harvest that I do not want to see. Now, what I think is important too, when we start talking about seed time and harvest with the power of words is recognizing that a farmer pre plans the harvest that he desires. Yes. Before he buys the seed. Yes. So if you want a harvest of success, then you must plan the harvest before you start planting the words. That's good. So give me an example of how to do that in real life. So um, I'm believing God uh, for a thousand souls by Christmas. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no reason. I mean, we have over a thousand people that come to the church, but not a thousand on every Sunday morning. Right. There's no reason we don't have a thousand people every Sunday morning. Amen. So I'm declaring it. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that we will have a thousand souls that you are sending us the workers for you said, pray the Lord of the harvest and send forth laborers. I call in the laborers in the name of Jesus. I call in the souls in the name of Jesus. Father, we have been planting in our community, TV, ABC, NBC, CBS, 
uh, four times a week mm -hmm. for the last seven, eight years, I declare the seed of the word that has been planted in our community to be manifested within the so inside of the body. Mm -hmm. I declare all the way back 24 years ago when we were at the mall in a kiosk handing out preaching tapes that God, in the name of Jesus, some of those seeds will come into fruition. Mm -hmm. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that you can fill this house in one week, only one week, mm -hmm. if just we have 15 to 20,000 people that watch the television program weekly in our, in our region of about an hour circumference. If you just send in Jesus' name, I declare that you will send a tithe of them. Mm. That's 1,500. Right. So I'm declaring the harvest that I want. Father, I thank you for a new building to, pay, to be able to house them Amen. in Jesus' name. Yeah. I declare that the building we're in is paid off in Jesus' name. Amen. I declare we'll be the healthiest church in this entire state in Jesus' name. Amen. So these are things that I speak. Yeah. And you don't see things immediately, but it doesn't mean that things aren't happening in the spirit. Oh, let's be real. I mean, if you plant a, uh, a kernel of corn, does it pop up tomorrow? No. And if you keep digging up that seed, what's going to happen to that seed? It's never going to germinate. Never going to germinate. So put it in there, water it. What do we water it with? The word. Amen. Amen. And for it to actually get into your heart, and this is where people get lazy, you have to actually study it out and understand it. Exactly. And then it can get into your heart and then you'll speak it. And speak it. Mm -hmm. You know, so we tell everybody at the beginning of every year to create a faith wall. Yes. And then to speak over your faith wall. Mm -hmm. The people that do it see the great results. Yeah. Sometimes people, in less than a year. Yeah. And the people that don't do it, wonder why God isn't moving in their life. Right. <laughs> it's not God that's not moving. It's, it's us that's yeah, not moving. It's a lack of intention. Yeah. If the farmer doesn't intentionally plant the field, mm -hmm. well, we have to start at the beginning. If the, if the farmer doesn't intentionally decide the harvest, then intentionally till the field, mm -hmm. intentionally fertilize the field, intentionally plant the field, then he'll have no intentional harvest. Right. We all think about that and we go, well, duh. But then we look at our own personal lives and how mm -hmm. we're living and we can't understand why God's not moving. Right. Hello. Right. Didn't, um, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. It's a whole different, I was going to bring up the book, The Believer's Authority. Okay. Yeah. And how That's people wait around for topic. God to do yeah. things and he's yeah. waiting on you to do things. But anyway, read that book. Side that note. Book. God's, okay. uh, it's, it's called The Believer's Authority, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think it is by Kenneth Hagin. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. Um, Anyway, folks, yes, the power of your words is crazy. We could probably go through like five or six different hour podcasts on the different areas of your life that need um, more attention with the power of our words. Um, but, you know, we don't have time for all that. So I've given them a lot of word today. Though. Oh, yeah. A ton of word. I mean, there's been I probably want to say at least 25 to 30 verses I've quoted to you today. Just on the word. Just on the word. Though God wouldn't give us the word in word form if he didn't expect us to use it and if it wasn't that important. Exactly. So. Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. Amen. If you want your life to look like more of the word, you have to speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the Which word. means you got to read the word. Amen. Read it. Meditate on it. Yeah. Eat it. Tie it around your neck. Oh, that's Joshua. That's Joshua yeah, and that's ready? Proverbs. I mean, and, and it's also Deuteronomy chapter Amen. six. Look at God. So if you look at, uh, it, you look at, where is it? We look at Joshua chapter one. It made a very powerful statement. It says, be strong and courageous. Verse six, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give to you. 
Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the right hand or the left hand, for, and that you may have success, you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, mm -hmm. and, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you will be, may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you Amen. will have good success. Amen. So the you has to do with what are you doing with the word that should not depart out of your mouth. Yes. Amen. You should have just started there. That was I wonderful. I could have, yeah. That yeah, was a great verse. That was great. Anyway, folks, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Behind the Scenes podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, it is Instagram that we're on. And it's B underscore behind the scenes podcast. Facebook is B dot behind the scenes podcast. Um, and we can't wait to, you know, talk at you next week also. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great, <laughs> great day. <laughs>